0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, we've got a little something special for you. It's a wrestling podcast with a twist. WrestleMania was that huge, it was done over two days, and uh, there's just too much content to cover. So, what we've decided to do for this one is to do a WrestleMania roundup. That's right, join myself, Stu, Matt, Hall, as we get into uh, how great WrestleMania was, and uh, find out who came out on top, both in the matches and in the Cookie Cast predictions, I think uh, I think you'll be uh, I think you'll be surprised on that one. If you're checking us out on YouTube, then subscribe. If you're already subscribed, get someone else to subscribe. That's that's how it's going to work from now on. Pay it forward, people. If you're an audio listener, you can also subscribe. Don't feel like uh, you're being left out. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, just uh, subscribe and share and like and comment. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Getting Over Podcast. Okay, go, Stu.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome along, everyone. Um, we thought we'd just jump in a little bit earlier than normal um, with some WrestleMania roundup going on. So tonight, we're going to go through some results from last weekend's events. And, um, yeah, let's find out who who is in possession of the Predictions Championship these days. So it wouldn't be getting over without the usual array of gentlemen you see before you on the YouTubes, or possibly are about to hear through your ear holes. So we've got Mr Andrew Cook. Hello! Mr Matthew Moore. Hello! And last, and certainly always least, Mr Paul Williams. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, (laughs) hi guys! You'd have thought after 32 episodes you'd be used to this by now, (laughs) wouldn't you? so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never get used to it i thought i thought i'd kind of go through it match by match as as it was on the night and we'll kind of build up a picture as to to where that predictions championship is heading and because WrestleMania season there will always be a little uh, any other business situated right on the end so we'll start where wrestlemania night one started so um yeah, go get your brollies, lads. We've got a 30-minute rain delay now. 30, <laughs> is it? At least 45. <laughs> well, I was trying to keep it tight for the podcast, For Come on. So, eventually, after a little bit of uh, inclement weather, we got an opener of Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Paul already uh, either, either has uh, something to tell us or...
2: Well, <laughs> Obviously, the the weather delay was a bit unexpected or unwelcome, shall, so, shall we say, but one good thing that did come out of it was, did, did I, I'm assuming we all watched the event and things like that, did, did anyone see the Drew interview that obviously he had to do as part of the delay? Yeah. And um, obviously he was thinking on his feet, and obviously Lashley and MVP went off to a particular side of the camera, and he... Specifically told the interviewer that he didn't want to face the way that she was facing because he didn't want to turn his back to Lashley MVP, which I thought was great. That's yeah. that was a really excellent sort of piece of storytelling. He shouldn't because he wouldn't. But if you were in, if you were in a legitimate fight with someone, you wouldn't want to turn your back to him, would you? And it was just good that he sort of had that in his in his repertoire to actually pull that through. And I thought that was very good on Drew's part. And hopefully, he got a little bit of kudos backstage for doing that. There was a few good ones actually amongst that, considering
1: that um, some of the ones that were there, obviously the, 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 before the matches even started, they were all stood out on the stage, whether they were night one or night two, to, to sort of introduce themselves back to the, the live fans. And even like some of the night two guys even had a good, didn't they? Because I seem to remember Kevin Owens had a, a pretty prominent one as well. Um, but yeah, as as predictions go, for some definitely went better than others, shall we say? So ultimately, MVP cost drew the match by distraction, straight into the hurt lock, and then passing out. So he, he almost pulled the old uh, Stone Cold Bret Hart finish in the sense, just without the blood, I guess, in the sense of he was way way too hard, way too way too much of a big man to actually tap out, but um, passed out and, and ultimately lost the match. Um, A couple of us predicted that uh, Lashley would would win. And when I say us, I definitely do not mean me. Um, So, yeah, so straight off the bat, that was Paul and Matt up by a point. Um, Yeah, not a great start. Uh, Up next was the tag team turmoil match. Uh, Ravishing Glow were eliminated first despite being picked by Paul and myself, so they clearly didn't prepare for Wrestlemania by listening to this podcast. Do it <laughs> properly next time, ladies, please. Thank you. Um, Rin, as we mentioned, caused an issue throughout the night, um, particularly for one Mandy Rose who slipped on her arse on the way down to the ring, which uh, is possibly the most replayed m- moment from Wrestlemania night one, d- despite all the other things we're about to talk about. Um, well, they've edited it out now. What, her falling over? Yes. Ah.
3: Oh. Because I well, was I was watching it yesterday, and uh, I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" And then no, they cut to the ring, I think, and uh, and you don't you don't see it or you see it, but it, it's stupid because what it looks like is Dana Brooks wandered down to the wandered down to the ringside, and she's gone. Ah, she can fuck off. I'm gonna wait here for a minute <laughs> and then kind of come down five seconds later.
1: The Wor- like, worst part is... Why why edit it out when they made a big deal about it on the Raw the night after and and again, like, going forward, stran strange decision. But I mean, it's not like the editing crew weren't gonna stick around for that match on the basis of there was almost well, not almost, there was a couple of wardrobe malfunctions going on as well. Um, so Dana Brooke getting a little bit too intimate with the live crowd at one point. Um Tamina and Natalia ultimately won the match after pinning the riot squad. And moved on to the championship match on night two. Uh, that match, we were all absolutely on fire by picking everybody that didn't win, so no <laughs> points for anybody. <laughs> it's all going
2: so well. It was. Uh, it, it was. It, you were playing the percentages, though, weren't we? So it, it made sense to pick the other. So oh, well, no,
1: that's the. We'll get to that's night two. We'll get to that. Um, so sorry. Not, sorry, sorry, sorry. Rollins and Cesaro was the third match on the card and, as predicted, absolutely awesome match, I thought. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Definitely up there for, for, for one of the matches of the weekend, for sure. Highlighted by Cesaro busting out not only the UFO, which, for, for those that don't know, is essentially him having Seth Rollins up on his shoulders and spinning him around as fast as he possibly can without even holding on to him. It's just the momentum keeps him up there. It looked very impressive. And then, of course, busting out the swing. We mentioned it last time, the record of 22 swings for Mr. Cesaro. It's WrestleMania. He's going to do one more, isn't he? So he nilled 23 swings on Rollins and uh, picked up his first singles victory at WrestleMania. And Matt was the only person who didn't think that would happen, so... Was a point a point lost there?
3: That was the one where that was that was I spent a long time thinking about that one, didn't I? I think, if memory serves me right. And, <laughs> but, yeah, I think too much, get it wrong.
1: So we knew that Big E was going to be night two, but he also made a little surprise appearance night one, introducing his boys the new day down to the ring. The old r- ring entrance was uh, was back to full full standards and introduced New Day to, for their match with AJ Styles and Omos. Um, I think I, I had read something afterwards there was something about a petition that had been going around online Some was it, somebody Cook had started a petition about keeping New Day together for the weekend or something, something like that but you can look that up yourself. Um, it's true,
0: it's all true.
1: They, the, gear, the gear that the New Day actually put together though was pretty cool, I don't know if anybody picked up on it, that it was all Tampa Bay Bucks themed, except for rather than the pirates like skull and crossbones on the flag, they had like a unicorn on one leg in the flag and like pancakes in the other in the other flag on the other leg. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, as we all probably expected, really really simple story. New Day were in control until the big man got into the ring, who then absolutely obliterated them. <laughs> Ended up pinning Kofi Kingston just with one foot. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be directed that it was AJ making sure he did what he was told or if it was genuinely caught up in the moment, but I seem to remember the end of that match, AJ having to tell him to put his foot on him to pin him, uh, which which seemed a little bit bit off. Um, So yeah, so they've, on his debut, captured tag team gold. And from going from the women's tag team match and getting nothing right, we all picked that result, so we all, we all got a point there. Then probably one of the shocks of the night after this. Not I'm not talking about the, the next match that WWE 2K22 was announced. Like, whoever thought that would make a revival after the absolute shit can that was uh, 2K20. But yeah, moving on. Um does anybody want to guess if they haven't already then seen what what happened to Shane McMahon (laughs) in in a Shane McMahon match
3: (laughs) Oh, he jumped off stuff and kind of got thrown to the ground off the top of things and (laughs) now admittedly
1: um I actually I, I actually kind of watched this on delay um I wasn't Feeling too great that weekend, so I ended up getting up early rather than staying up late and, and watching it. Uh, and at the point that the the Braun Strowman Shane McMahon match was on, um, my two lads woke up and came downstairs and, and joined in watching WrestleMania. At this point, so for me that was that was kind of nice. But they do like Braun Strowman, which is bizarre because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not really one for the for the kids as such. Uh, but they were well happy when. Strowman threw Shane McMahon off the top of the cage. They really enjoyed that, um which just justifies my decision for letting them watch wrestling, to be honest. Um Shane almost escaped the cage at one point, but Braun Strowman ripped a hole in the cage to stop him hitting the floor, which was quite it looked quite impressive, I thought. I did quite like that. I thought that was that was, cool. that was... It, didn't, it didn't it didn't feel like it's something that's been too overdone before either, so I, I did quite enjoy that. What did you guys make of it?
3: That 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 bit was really cool. I thought it was kind of like you know, kind of yeah. like I said, I've not seen anything like that before. You kind of normally see what I'd predicted, where they go through the cage out onto the floor, as opposed to being pulled back in through the cage. Kind of, I mean, kind of builds him as the monster that he is, kind of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm pleased to say that both Andy and
1: myself picked him to be the monster on that occasion and uh, picked up the points there, but no, no points in that match for Paul or Matt. So, the next match. One that we didn't really want to see, if I remember from the predictions podcast. One Mr. Damien Priest and a bad bunny versus John Morrison and the Mays. I have to say, I was kind of wrong. Like, I can't I can't get away from it. Like the guy put some effort in. People said it on the weekend, they've been saying it since. Easily the best celebrity performance that there's ever been, I would have said, inside a WWE ring. Even pulling out a Canadian destroyer, which is absolutely unheard of for somebody who's who'd been nowhere near the business really. Um, I'm pretty sure that overall that was kind of like what WWE were hoping for. They've obviously... They've now got that extra link. So I noticed that they've been absolutely hammering in the, the guys' tour dates on uh, the shows afterwards. Um, and I, I'm sure he'll probably be back at some point now. But actually, I expected it to be absolute rubbish. And it was pretty good. It was... Easily better than the, the, the women's tag team match, put it that way, as a, as a tag team spectacle. Um, anybody else got any, uh, any any apologies to the bunny they would like to make? Or is everybody just saying it's still shit? Well,
2: well no, it's like, it's like you said. I think it's like, obviously, we've got the ready to grumble section. Obviously, we need to uh, hastily come up with a ready to I can't think of a word that rhymes with grumble that sounds like apologise, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like to, to be fair to me, he's, he wasn't the sort of celebrity, he wasn't, this, this guy wasn't by any means the worst celebrity who's been on the this, on this show, but he wasn't a Hugh Jackman type who basically got on the apron and just punched a guy, he actually got involved, he obviously trained to be involved in the match. He learned how to take some of the moves. I think there was at least one. Did, uh, I don't know if it was. Did he dive off the top rope again? Yeah. Like he did at the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Potentially to the outside? Yeah. Um. So, like, he, there was a couple. He, he took a couple of decent bumps as well. Obviously, the Canadian destroyer is like. Obviously, the majority of the praise for that has to go to Morrison for taking it and for like that. But fair play for him for actually sort of. I, I don't know if he suggested it, but he was obviously involved with it and it, it looked, it, it didn't look bad, which that move particularly can look sloppy and stuff like that, but yeah, I think he uh, he, he very much outperformed his, uh, his expectations, let's put it that way. Do, well, they've got is, to have is. been
1: at a point where he must have been in the performance centre like, and they've got to the, the, the confidence oh. level of, right, now that you can do this, what
3: else do you want to try? And I wonder if that kind of... From, from like things that I've read and heard it's like he's moved he moved down there for like the best part of four to six weeks and was like in the performance centre every day which is like fair play kind of thing because like you said most most um celebrities turn up for a Raw or a Smackdown or whatever before and then turn up for Wrestlemania and then fuck off with their big sack of money um, never to be seen again until they put him into the uh, the Hall of Fame at Paul <laughs> you know and it, but I think uh, so kind of in that but uh, yeah and, you know it's good it's it's kind of you know it, it, I think it's just sometimes yeah. You know, and I suppose you've got to kind of think yeah they're entertainment and yeah they want to hit different parts of the different um, well, they, like, like different groups of people and stuff like that and that type of thing but I just, I don't know I think if I, if I, was, another, if I was one of the other wrestlers I'd be pretty cheesed off and I think that's the thing that now would, would, would winds me up at times is the fact that yeah, there's a lot of people who didn't get to wrestle in WrestleMania you know, yeah. and pro- perhaps will but, you know if you were a wrestler you kind of think well, the most important thing of my year is this and this guy who, yeah, it might be the most important thing he's doing this year, but it's not going to be the most important thing that he's going to be doing for the rest of his career kind of thing. So we
1: we all went that way. We all said Bunny would win. So everybody picked up a point at that point. So coming into the main event, we had Bianca Belair challenging for the SmackDown Women's title against Sasha Banks. And... I was a little bit worried about this one from the off on the basis of that they've been billi- like bigging her up as the EST of WWE after moving on from NXT but yet the biggest stage of them all and they played her NXT entrance video so in front of all of those people it had EST of NXT still on the screen which I thought somebody, somebody must have
2: spotted that surely after well, the, it's, that, it's that thing, it's the little things. It's like, Matt, Matt covered this in, in our group about... There was um, in the NXT... UK K-title title. Deliver, the UK title. Um, they showed up a graphic of the old WWE... In fact, if, if Stu wants to zoom in on that one that's right there, um, it was the old WWE UK title, whereas now it's the NXT UK title. And it's just... It's a small... Graphic change it wouldn't take them 30 seconds to change the graphic on it, and it's just just lazy. It's just, it's I just mean, just like the just acknowledging,
3: they're acknowledging that that's the superior belt, and that belt's
2: far better than the new one. <laughs> obviously, that, that
3: must be it. That must
1: be it. <laughs> you know, the mean, only
2: reason, the only explanation
1: because it's stuck on my wall. I'm obviously going to clearly agree with you, but, um, like in terms <laughs> of that, I mean, it might sound really nitpicky, but like. The whole thing is that it's supposed to suspend your disbelief and, like, anything that takes you out of that, no matter how small it is, kind of, it does take away from it. So
2: but it, it's that thing, isn't it? It gives, it gives people, like, an excuse to sort of not complain as such, but it gives people an excuse to make, like, a point about it. And obviously, we've picked up on it. So we won't be the only people who've picked up on it as well. So just little things. it's Yeah, like you say, it's annoying. Well, speak, speaking of takeaways from the match...
1: Belair took the title, and Sasha Banks took a hell of a whip to her, her her stomach with Bianca Belair's hugely long ponytail.
2: Has anybody actually had a chance to catch up with this? Because that, no, but you could you could see within like five to ten seconds after it hit her, you could see the welt starting to build on her on her stomach and stuff, and it was oh well, fair play to her because. There was the stuff that one came the, out. Afterwards the about the, somebody needs to check the weave for a blade. <laughs> it was that bad. It did. It did look but, horrendous. There was there was the stuff that came out afterwards. Obviously, of the the sort of the fan the fan camera footage of obviously the fact that Sasha had lost the match, but um, you could see how happy she was that she'd been, she'd been involved in what she looked as a, as a main event of WrestleMania, and she was obviously sat. Near the barricade, obviously trying to sort of look disappointed that she lost the match, but you could just see the huge, the huge smile that she had on her face because she was so happy that she'd been involved in a in a main event, and, and you could see it just like holding her stomach. And yeah, you were probably thinking, yeah, that's gonna sting for a couple of days. So, but it, it looked, it it sounded incredible, and it probably felt absolutely horrific. <laughs>
1: so, the bruise the bruise was still there on SmackDown as well, so like nearly a week later and it was it was still still showing. It was it was pretty brutal. But she had every right to look pleased in a way because it, it was a good match. Really good finish tonight. Certainly well. was. Um
2: oh, absolute Is he gone? He's gone again. He's gone!
0: I thought um, Matt. I thought Matt had gone with him at one point, but Matt was just incredibly ground, still. <laughs> and I was like, "No, he blinked." To
2: keep it on, to keep it on brand, I'll, 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 I'll show that I've, I've cracked open yeah. a, a on brand beer. So until he comes back,
0: strawberry back and here, strawberry and what? Cream part, cream pale, strawberry, strawberry cream pale. Cream pale.
2: I always see what it paws like. There was an alert,
3: and then there was a, and then he was gone.
2: I'm sure he'll come back. That's good.
0: I am the host now. Oh
2: no, he's definitely gone.
0: <laughs> I am the host. It's a disaster i'm i'm, I'm the, hang on how does that i mean the how would the, the cynical the cynical the uh, cynical fan
2: his laptop the cynical person in me would be like well we've got we've got to the end of night one so he was like do you know what this is the perfect time to take a break or something like that. <laughs> this is the perfect That's time the,
0: for me to leave <laughs>
2: struggled to keep score there so i think off the top of my head the only ones i didn't call was the Strowman and the women's tag i think
3: i see i got yeah i had Strowman, cesaro and
2: the women's the tag. women's tag Thanks. Frankly, trying to go through the first day card in my head, but um, he's, 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 he'll have the book. He'll he'll be able to bring it back. He's, he's, oh, he's no, actually, he'll 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 oh, he'll know the result. The thing is, as well, the the, the podcast viewers and the podcast listeners will be able to tell from his general demeanour whether he's uh, whether he's got the belt or not because uh, he's not he's not the greatest. shall we say poker player? <laughs>
0: I mean I've got the, the belt. I've got his, the his belt, belt i don't, face
2: could do a little bit of work.
0: <laughs> I don't really I don't really care who, who's and, allegedly it. There is also
2: this. We we discussed this and obviously there's the fact that we've had all these podcasts in the interim time, but the holder of the belt has never really changed hands, has it?
3: <laughs> so We should have a we should have a WrestleMania champ, like has a crown or something, and they can wear that for the year. <laughs> yes. What a what a suggestion! Uh,
1: apologies for my uh, terrible terrible equipment that just made me duck out for a second there, but I'm, I'm I clearly came back into the conversation where Matthew is more than aware of what is going on in these predictions and the, therefore the results. So um, make your own crown, Matthew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but well, <laughs> I was I was getting to the oh, the is end it, is of it the. A, a, <laughs>
2: Needs be. If needs be, is it the sort of thing where if you if you drop out of the call, you immediately forfeit at least one of the points from the predictions? I, I, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to skip ahead
1: too far, Paul, but hold that thought. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was getting towards <laughs> like the this end of the uh, the night one. Um, I'm not sure. Apologies again for for me dropping out, but uh, as we said. Sasha Banks lost the title however predictions wise only I lost a point on that one damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it I told you to hold that thought Um, so yeah I was going on the basis of I didn't think that both Royal Rumble winners would win and I ended up picking edge in in the second one Um, also worked out really well didn't it anyway (laughs) after night one standings for the predictions title myself and Matt were on four points after night one not too bad, four out of seven could could have been much worse but Andy and Paul were tied for the lead on five after night one so with seven matches to go um, that's, that was where we were standing um, night two began without thankfully the rain delay no massive dramas or anything uh, but they did decide to, to kick
2: it off with Orton vs the Fiend. Now. Well, well you say you say kick it off with the Orton, Orton versus the Fiend. Obviously we had a little we had a little bit of pirate shenanigans before that all started, so you know.
1: Sorry, I'd clearly uh, erased that from my memory. Lead us through that you know,
2: tight Ty, Titus O'Neill and Hulk Hogan being the best damn pirates they could possibly be. What the fuck was that? Now so th- bad.
1: This is the point where I clearly remember why I didn't write anything down, and it was because I was banned from making any kind of pirate jokes on the last podcast. So um, that that's why I abstained. Clearly, see that that one's still with you, boys, isn't it? Anyway, did it? Did anybody anybody predict this at all?
3: Did anybody? I don't think. I think everyone
1: went
2: the fiend, didn't they? Yeah, the answer is no, nobody picked it, everybody picked The Fiend to win. I did did see something that came out on the internet where it was, there was someone who sort of, obviously I'm assuming we were all a bit baffled by it and things like that, and then someone did say they've kind of, with what they've done, they've kind of painted himself out of a corner, because obviously up to this point The Fiend had never lost, and now obviously he's, he's, he's proved to be beatable. So, it gave them the out of, they can continue the Fiend storyline, but obviously it gives him like a fallible section of his character, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. And that does make sense, I suppose. And obviously, you'd imagine now the storyline continues with Alexa and him and frees Orton up to go and, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know that
0: one.
1: Right, then. No, um, she doesn't know what's happening either nah she doesn't but it, but it, it frees Orton oh, up just, to go It's getting hijacked uh, by all the technology tonight I mean, just yeah stick.
2: basically it, it frees it, it frees Orton up to go and you know smoke blunts with his best mate so it's fine <laughs> so speaking of the, the
1: development further on <laughs> and what Orton could be doing have you seen, seen the stuff with Matt Riddle from Raw deci- decided that the uh, Riddle pitched him a tag team Proposition, so they can become RK bro. Which Orton just <laughs> Orton just walked off shaking his head. But it was it, it was like I'll get you a scooter and we'll put snake skin on it and I'll get fangs on the front. And Orton walks off shaking his head and he and he just goes no fangs. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But um, just just quickly going back to the 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 Fiend stuff. The the bit that we have skipped over is that before the match took place they showed like a bit of like, a clip of him walking out what looked like through the WrestleMania like backstage like light box and regenerated from toasted fiend to regular fiend uh, so he was actually back wrestling in his regular fiend gear again which again i know it was all like whoa the, the best whoa way to do it
2: whoa regular fiend stuff with a, with a with a different mask so another new mask that they can put on the website to uh, sell that was nice it was just it was very similar to the original though
1: like like other than the fact I think it had ears in it
0: the guy the guy that makes the masks uh probably got quite a substantial uh, hospital bill to pay for so uh, I imagine he probably need he needs the money right now having been hit by a car oh god hmm
3: Wee.
1: That was maybe a little, maybe a little nod then, and and as well right at the beginning of the match, just before it started, there was a very subtle tribu- tribute to um, the the artist formerly known as Luke Harper, as well with a yeah 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 going on. I don't know if anybody picked that up, but nice touch. Enjoyed that. So night two started particularly well for all of us. Nil As with night one, they decided to put the horror show of the women's tag match on next. And that wasn't me being horrible about it before I saw it. This is me being horrible about it after I saw it. <laughs> um, last night's winners, Natalia Tamina, got the title shot. Uh, I was really hoping it would be better than all of, like, you know, the Mandy falling on her backside, Dana falling out of her top, the weird stuff that went on in that first match. But um, unfortunately not for me there was too many delayed spots in the match where like multiple times people you could you could actively be seen waiting to take a move like whether it was waiting for somebody to climb to the top rope whether it was waiting for somebody to be on the right place on the apron um and again it goes back to what i was saying earlier about it just it just slightly takes you out of the moment and then kind of like it it just it just really didn't help um and i'm I'm sorry to say this, especially to one of the, the most experienced women in all of wrestling, but I'm not sure if Natalia took too many blows to the face or if she was just over-exaggerating or what, but Jesus Christ, the selling was way over. Um, I know that she did get a kick in the mouth because I think her teeth had punctured the inside of her lip, but it was just like... It'd be like... If somebody won the lottery, they went, yeah, cheers, thanks for that. And then if some the same person got given 10 pence and they were like, oh, yeah. It's kind of like that. That that's the level of over-exaggeration it kind of was for me. It was just weird, very weird. Um, but this this is where the theme of night two's predictions begin. Andy, Paul and me, no points. Matt was the only one that picked that result. So he, he picked up a, 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 an early-ish point there. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn was out next. Zayn joined at ringside by the aforementioned Logan Paul. As As we discussed on the podcast, again, another really, really good wrestling match. Um, possibly the stunner at the end to uh, Logan Paul. Might might have been described as even better than the match because uh, it, it was pretty pretty stiff one. <laughs> um, but the, the, I thought some real hard-hitting wrestling, real decent wrestling. Um, suplexes and especially the the brain buster on the ring apron looked brutal in that match Um, you'd expect nothing less from those two and it kind of looks like it's set to continue so we're going to get another full length feud out of it by the look of it from what happened on Smackdown following and (sighs) where are we so there was only Paul that thought you know sticking with his Redheaded brethren of uh, picking Sami Zayn to win, and he didn't. So we all got a point apart from Paul, but you know, sticking to it now. Uh, U.S. title match followed. Everybody was, you know, n- wasn't really bothered about the match. Let's be fair. It was what are they are they going to play birds during Riddle's entrance again? And uh, you will not be disappointed if you've not seen this yet. Go back and have a little look because not only did Riddle have his birds at the point that his flip flops left his feet, but sticking with the WrestleMania theme, they all had tiny pirate hats and eye patches on. So, um, yeah. So, just again, can't get Bianca Belair's type intron video right, can put pirate hats on tiny imaginary birds. <laughs> Bizarre. But yeah, the the best part about this match for me was the finish. Um, not necessarily the result, um, but the, the finish looked awesome. I thought, like moonsault off the second rope, straight into a broke kick, and he caught him big time. Um, he definitely drew blood after it had landed. Uh, but yeah, Sheamus picking up the United States title. Anybody? Uh, anybody? Any thoughts on that one? Matt's just pointing to himself because he, he knows that he's got a point from this. Yes, Matt did pick <laughs> up another point, as did I, on that match. Uh, unfortunately, none for Andy and Paul there. Uh, but um, yeah, any, any thoughts on the match particularly?
3: It's a funny one because obviously, like, since, since that match, I was like, oh man, maybe they're going to bury Riddle. Then he had um, quite a strong showing on the raw after. WrestleMania, where you know, obviously Lashley beat the living daylights out of it, but he kind of kept on going and kept on fighting and all that kind of thing. And was it was he within the hurt lock till he passed out? I think was it. I think. I think. I think he did tap again, but like, like at the end of the day,
1: he had you know a match against the current WWE champion. At any point, is only going to improve your standings if you if you come out the other side. Sort of, and then, he still looked, he still looked good in the match, didn't he? Yeah.
3: Think it, it's it's with him. Obviously, obviously, they seem to like him. Um, it's just where they take him next. Um, obviously, well, this. Obviously, Vince loves this kind of stoner kind of like what he assumes everybody who smokes weed is like. Kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's good surely, that surely that's got to be that. That character
1: has just got to be ripped off a, a booking meeting with PSAs from some point at the in the late eighties, early
3: nineties. Surely. He watched these. Like, you watched these and confused recently, and was like, "Oh yeah, that's what they're all like." <laughs> but then,
1: not only did he have the strong showing against Lashley, but then actually picked up a win on Raw this past week over Randy Orton.
3: So that's a big that's a big push, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite a big push to get a win over mm. old Randall. Yeah, it's uh, I'm
1: I'm. I'm with you on that. I thought that he would just sort of disappear into obscurity after losing that, but absolutely not so far, so can't complain there. Um, next match on the card was the Intercontinental title match, so they had both of the mid card titles back to back. Big E was played live to the ring by Wale. And it, what would the Nigerian drum match actually turn out to be? It, I'm pretty sure we all said a nutty Q match, right? Yeah, just with musical instruments, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, they, had, they had like a gong and some drums and. Hey, listen!
2: Everyone knows that all all the use in Nigeria to hit drums with is kendo sticks. So it's it's perfectly understandable. <laughs> Those are basically drumsticks in Nigeria. So.
1: Maybe, maybe that's where they're going wrong. Maybe it was just that—that that is the size of the drumstick and they just got the scale of the drums wrong, so it looked weird.
2: Maybe. Yeah, you have, you have to sit at, at least six foot away from the drum to be able to strike it. Yeah, that, that's that's how drums normally work. So. COVID, COVID drums? <laughs> Socially distant drumming. Socially distant drumming? Yeah, I like it, mate I like it. Well...
1: Big E was just about to put Cruz away when the the artist formerly known as Dabba Kato made an appearance. Now been uh, given the moniker of Commander Aziz. So, you know, they're definitely not going down the uh, stereotyping bracket with this one, are they?
2: As a pre-emptive strike, do I need to put 30 seconds on my clock?
1: For Andy?
2: Because he's that
1: upset that Big E lost? Or... Oh, no, for you, <laughs>
2: Washington. Oh, I, I imagine Andy's just at this point. Andy's probably w- w- ready to throw the towel in because he's absolutely distraught that his, his man didn't win this match.
0: So. I, I had to put my Triceratops uh, in for wash because it was just absolutely sopping with all the tears it soaked up over, uh, over the weekend. <laughs> uh,
1: can we can we not forget as well that as much as we give Andy stick for this, um he actually did pick Biggie to win that match. So it's almost like a double kick in the balls that not only. <laughs> Not only did he not get a point And if there for is it,
0: one man that loves a double kick in the balls, <laughs> it's this guy. Right here. Let's face it. Come on, look at it. Look at me.
1: So, essentially, the, the newly formed alliance between those two handed the Intercontinental title to Apollo Crews. And Andy wasn't the only person to lose a point there because I also picked Big E, leaving Matt and Paul to, to gain one on both of us there two matches to go and this is essentially where the predictions title was decided because a correct result for Matt in this match meant that he uh, he was going to win so Rhea Ripley and Asuka took the semi-main event spot on night two and another one didn't disappoint I, I, I was, aside from the women's tag match is because both nights I don't think there was a a terrible match on the card. I think they were all of a reasonable standard this time, so quite okay with that. Um, These two ladies definitely traded blow for blow, hole for hole, counter for counter, and eventually, after uh, encouraging Asker to come back at her and kick her in the face, ducked it, hit a quick riptide for a bit of a shock ending, really. Um, This, like... Both now, the women's tit- both of the women's titles are both on ladies that have only just really recently come to the rosters. Um I'm okay with that. They obviously they need to they need to build the new stars, but they need to be careful with how they do it. Because it I don't know if it would make more sense to have a bit more experience on one of the sides at the moment, I'm not sure, so that you're essentially not gonna end up playing the same storyline on both brands. Um, happy for Rhea Ripley. Uh, definitely a deserving champion But it just I, Now that they've gone with Belair and Ripley as the champions I, I just I feel like they're going to need to Give them both a, a decent amount of time To get established now
3: Yeah I, mean, yeah, it, I think it's, it's difficult isn't it Because you know, it, it is about Getting people to watch and what you don't want to happen is that people are turning off The television too Because they don't want to watch those two and so they quickly take the the, um, the the belts off them. I think they're both engaging characters and they should be able to kind of... As long as they put them with somebody who's experienced and put them with, like, as their, as their, as their opponents, then it should be fine. But, yeah, you know, I think they've got to be really careful in the booking moving forward because they could just be, you know... If it goes poorly, it could be done and dusted as a champion, Within a month,
2: or you know, by the time the next um, pay per view happens, yeah. out, like it's that it's that weird thing. Like I, I might be skipping ahead here. And I'm this might be covered in the any of business. So I apologies for sort of skipping ahead, but it's that sort of thing where now you'd imagine that a perfect a perfect sort of feud for either one of them would sort of like fit sitting with a like a veteran of a of a Mickey James type. Would be a perfect opponent for either one of them to get them through the next two to three months, put them them in a match against them for for the next two to three pay per views, change the stipulations each time, maybe give Mickey like a disqualification win to keep the sort of the feud going, and then obviously they go and cut Mickey James from the company. So they kind of shoot themselves in the foot, where Mickey would be a perfect candidate there to, to take either one of them. Show them exactly how you build a match, build a storyline, pace a match, etc., etc., whatever, and they've kind of screwed themselves over by releasing a from the company there. I think yeah, you know, like
3: obviously, Ripley's gone straight into a, a storyline with Charlotte Flair, and I, you know, kind of it's, it's it's amazing how quickly time passes by. Because I was like listening to something this week, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a seventh year. On the main roster, you think that's a mate? That's insane. So you know, you kind of saying like, yeah, you know, kind of. You know, th- we'll, we'll talk about kind of last Thursday, no doubt. But you know, if if that person's not going to wrestle and it's not going to spend much time on television, then maybe they're just going to cut them loose because the person you kind of see someone has been a veteran of like 15, 20 years. Well, they've got the people who are like seven, eight years now and know how to construct a, a, a story and know how to um build stuff. So, you know, it, it's like I said, it's picking that person that you know, they've put Ripley in with Charlotte Flair, who she's already had a storyline with. They've got um Asker in there as well to kind of be a perfect foil within within it. It's where they go with Bel Air, is it it does you know, is, is Sasha Banks, obviously Sasha Banks is going to be in there, um, kind of for a rematch, but it's where they go after that, because I presume Sasha will go and have a little bit of time away again, possibly, but is it, you know, Bailey coming coming in, it's where they go with the SmackDown side of it, because that the SmackDown doesn't seem to have as many people, but then I suppose if, you know, the man comes back and then... Uh, you know, that that'll kind of work quite nicely as well because all of those all came up to the main roster at a similar time. Yeah,
1: and you you mentioned uh, Becky there as well, and they seem to like to keep the real life couples together. So you would assume she's probably going to smack if she does ret- choose to return. Um, Particularly with the little one as well, kind of thing. It's yeah. a bit bit of uh, on the on the women's division as well. A bit of breaking news today was that somebody who won't be making a return anytime soon. Has it been announced that Ronda Rousey's expecting? So all the everybody sort of expected her back oh, that, at the Rumble. That's
2: awesome. Well, that, that's that's great for those two because they've been trying for a long time, haven't they? Yeah. So it's, they, it's they, announced to, they announced it. Today. it that's, that's that's lovely. Apparently, she's she's about
1: four months gone. So um, everybody can start getting awesome. excited about ne, about next year's Royal Rumble now instead. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I'm not going to go through the results from from who got a point from that match just just to keep the winner until after we've discussed the main event. Um, so yeah, main event was Roman Reigns defending the Universal Title versus Daniel Bryan and the Royal Rumble winner from this year, Edge. Two things sum this up for me: awesome match, absolutely wrong finish, and. If you wanted to give me the clock, I could definitely do it on this, but we might need that for something else. <sighs> Had some really good near falls. Ooh, I, th- I I've thought got two. I thought what? You got two? No, this this could be one, but I think ev- I think realistically, I think everybody could do a grumble about the the finish to this match. Um, mine- mine's probably more for a bit of a personal. It's
2: absolute nonsense, but like. It, it, when has that ever been like a rule <laughs> the no nonsense rule <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just bullshit isn't
1: it <laughs> well, like I say I thought they had some really good near falls it it, sometimes in a triple threat match it can be difficult to get the match to build um, to kind of get some momentum for all three people but I thought they did that which meant to me there was absolutely no reason for Jey Uso to have to come out but he did um, I don't the 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 thing that they're trying to do with this thing. So for, for those of you that haven't seen the 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 ending to the match was basically Roman Reigns pinning both men. However, Edge was on top of Daniel Bryan, and they made a bit of a thing online about it as well. About well, Edge was on top, so therefore he would have been the winner. Um, and then they never they never actually revisited that on TV. So I, I didn't understand that. That just seemed a bit weird as well but they want to do this double pin thing they want to hammer Roman Reigns again as this dominant champion but how can they have this guy as a dominant champion when every single time Jey Uso is coming out like have him as the chicken shit heel champion that needs help every time fine, have him as a dominant champion fine, don't do both at the same time because it's just contradictory it's just weird Um this this is the kicker now and this is where you little bit at me. But all I can see now for him is just an inevitable crushing of everybody until a certain rock the Dwayne Johnson has a spare weekend in April next year.
0: Like <laughs> Let, let's, the let's there. face <laughs> it <laughs> that has been on the cards forever. It it's, it's it's written in stone at this point in time, carved by the gods, handed down to you, Stew, because you're such a huge fan of Dwayne. No,
1: I just no, just no. I, I, we we had back to it before when we were talking about a guy who's only had like two like. well, his his Wrestlemania debut and Bad Bad Bunny taking a spot away from somebody who's worked all year for it you'd have thought The Rock would also know better because he's done this gig himself been in that position but then also taken that spot away from people in, in later years why does he need, he doesn't need to come back and do it again, he's nothing to the last time he came back he absolutely ripped his abdominals to shreds trying to sort of push himself, he clearly doesn't need to do it anymore, he's definitely not going to be short of change after doing Black Adam this year is he so
2: like just no just no so playing play devil advocate then if you were to swap The Rock for Stone Cold Steve Austin would you have the same thought process I think it's different or for him it, because of your personal feelings towards Mr Johnson no, I think, I think I
1: think that's I think that's wrong because because you picked Stone Cold out particularly he has been somebody who hasn't been able to come back because of his injury and if there was the possibility that like Edge and like Daniel Bryan and the rest where he was in the position to do it for one more time that would that would sell more tickets than The Rock coming back for the fifth time sixth time. Seventh time. I don't
2: know I don't know if Austin doesn't come back because he can. I think I think physically, I think physically his body would allow him to do one more. I just don't think he's got the I don't think he's got the desire there to actually do it and put his body through it. I think his body would be okay to do one more match. Is his his neck's not so bad that he would be at risk of paralysis or something like that. Whereas obviously that's what Edge and Daniel Bryan were. And Page and people like that, but I don't think I don't think Austin's neck's that bad that he would. It I would be it's his knees. It's his knees as well. I mean, watching him walk is just it. It looks painful. Like when you see him, when you see him well, walking. It's like, it's like, I always thought I always thought that like when when Kurt Angle came back, it just
3: I just don't think like for somebody and, and Angle's a perfect example of that. And you know, we can talk about all elderly wrestling if we want. Um, um. But like Sting is just it, It's just like Seriously gents Just give it a rest now You you can't need the money And, and it's just like Shitting on the legacy that you had Before You know it, it, And for, for people to come back And yeah, I think just I just think when we when we watch the Undertaker matches and you just think, ah, oh, just, just you need to stop now. And I think if Stone Cold came back, which I don't think he's going to, because he's got plenty of other things to be doing, um, I it would just it would you just watch him and you think, oh yeah, you can tell this guy's not wrestled in twenty years. You can tell this guy's you know that he just can't go. I just I think that's the thing he can't go anymore.
0: I imagine I'm... that Dwayne will be using it to uh, start his presidential run. Forty-six <laughs> percent of Americans can't be wrong, Stu. Come on.
1: Well, has the last sort of person in office not taught you anything, Andrew?
0: <laughs> no comment. I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> but just to just to hop back to your original question, Paul it doesn't need to be someone who's come back a hundred times. If they're going to bring anybody back, bring, bring somebody like punk (laughs) or, uh, do you know what? I'm even going to say it. Even, even a Cena. do you know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not had that like full run back since he, since he like officially left. So I think, enough time has passed and the generation of people that would be happy to see him will be also like coming Like the, the people that were like 12, 13, 14 that thought Cena was cool in his heyday will now be of the point where they'll be like, I'm going to buy a shit ton more t-shirts now, he's back for a run. like So that somebody like Cena would make more sense than, than The Rock to me. But the, the only thing not there is the fact that Cena's not related to him. They've, they've instantly got a story which is why it's, it's going to happen and I will be really not happy the entire time it's happening you <laughs> <laughs> see, we told you we couldn't put a clock on because that's definitely taken way more than 30 seconds so back to the task at hand the the final um, predictions Um. yeah, everybody got the Rhea Ripley result right I picked Edge no Paul picked Daniel Bryan no I'm not even going to try and scam half a point for Edge being on top of Daniel Bryan because it means absolutely nothing in the standings so the points out of 7 <laughs> just, just for night 2 Paul got 2 on night 2 so having been in the lead <laughs> then, got, then got 2 I got 3 so third no better really, um, and they also got three. And out of a possible seven points for night two, Matt got six. So, ladies and gentlemen, and new Cookie Cast presents getting over pay-per-view Boom. predictions champion, Mr. Matthew Moore, with an overall win of ten. Yeah, ten points. So ten. Ten out of a possible fourteen as well. That is pretty good going.
0: That is pretty good going. To be fair,
1: when I was like, because when I was watching it and I was, I had, I had the book nearby, and I'm like, "There's one for Matt. There's one for Matt." Oh, Fuck. <laughs> like, just, I, I, I got to the point where I was like, I should, I should really top these up when it came. I knew it was like the second, the second to last match. I was like, I should top this up because it'd be cool if the last match. Decided it, no, nope, Matt's ruined that. Um, so <laughs> I
3: saw I, I, I saw the results for the first night. I thought that's ah, not too bad. I've got like I think yeah. You know, I was like I can't remember. I, I can never remember exactly what I predicted. I was like no, I've got three or four there, and then the second night came. I'm like fuck me. If I just if I just picked Randy, which I normally do, I would have ran the slate the second night. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> so yeah. So the the title needs to be winging its way up to the up to the northeast now to to Mister Moore. So congratulations. That is that is that that's not the first time you've had it, is it?
3: No, no, I, I won it, and then we managed. I think I won it, and then we then there was either another uh, prediction. There was either an, another pay per view very quickly afterwards. So I like barely had it for like a week or something like that. So yeah, well. Speak,
1: speaking of the uh, the next pay-per-view, which will obviously be the next time that we join you on Getting Over as well, Um somebody want to throw me a clock up?
0: Here Paul. we go. Paul's usually in charge of the clock.
1: So, basically, this, this I can fit this one into 30 seconds, which is why I, why I kept it. But they've... Uh, yeah, they've announced the next pay per view is for May the You 7th. ready? Yep. And go. Okay, so your pay per view traditionally after WrestleMania has generally been backlash. People have known this for years and years and years. So why this year have they christened it WrestleMania Backlash? We don't need that. We don't, we're not like, just. Stop talking to us like we're stupid. We understand why you call it backlash, and I'm pretty sure even the little ones will understand why you called it backlash.
3: Just don't do it. It's just stupid. I I noticed that, and I was like, "Has it always been that?" (laughs) You know, at that moment, like, "Has it always been WrestleMania backlash?" And I've just not heard that bit. It's someone gone WrestleMania backlash, and then no, no. (laughs) <laughs> trying to make them jump with it
1: but <laughs> like, on the last podcast as well we discussed I brought it up about you know this this multi-million dollar company definitely couldn't be bothered to do any kind of different advertising for Wrestlemania this year because Wrestlemania last year was kind of on hold and they just used all the pirate branding yeah they're just using all that again for backlash <laughs> as well so they're really getting the money's worth out of it aren't they
3: <laughs> just grab it at the Raymond James Stadium again yeah
1: <laughs> Well, if it means they can get fans in, they might well do that. Yeah, who knows? It wouldn't <laughs> don't surprise me. <laughs> um, so that that does bring us to any other business. Um, as was brought up briefly before, WrestleMania season always does bring around some change, whether it's titles or change of direction in stories. But for now for the last two years running, it's also brought us the 15th of April. Uh, do you, you might want to take this, Max. I know you know about this one.
3: Yeah, so I will see. Was it like this this time last year? Fifteenth of April was when they released everybody. Um, like well, tons of people and people like stalwarts the company, wasn't it? Like you know, kind of we kind of kind of really talked about like Mike Choda, the I've absolutely shitted his name up there. Um, like the referee that have been there for like thirty odd years and. Yeah, you know, people, writers and really kind of shitty things that, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's on the backdrop of this kind of, um, of the global pandemic starting. But then they proceeded to sell the rights to the WWE Network to Peacock for like 2 billion. But then we obviously got to the 15th of April this time and, yeah, another 10, 10 people got released. And some of the, you know, kind of, yeah, being, being sarcastic, cutting gentlemen that we are, we kind of made some kind of smart comments about Mojo Raw, He better be shitting himself. And of course, there he went. And you know, there's like fewer people here and there. We kind of joked about what well, they're crapping themselves, you know, and and um, and, and you know, and, and people were released. But then, then they started, well, the initial list was surprising, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know, I think like, I think the headliners are uh, Samoa Joe, yeah, Peyton Royce, uh, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James would be the four main ones that that I would pick as being like absolutely. Yeah. Samoa Joe is is a big deal, and you know, and you kind of you know, it's around that time. But you know, as soon as the releases start happening, then of course the obligatory Cody with his. The hands to his ear, kind of come comes out. But you know, I've, I've already kind of made a snarky comment about all all elite wrestling. Samoa Joe is. If they don't sign him, then what the fuck is going on? Because he is talented. Those those four even, are are for a company that would say, yeah, this you know you see stuff all the bloated with talent that nobody really gives a shit about. Well, that's four people that people would give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, Peyton Royce or Casey Lee, as she's now known, her, gone back to being known as. Even if they, if they went with just her, because I think you know, like you said, Stu, I think they've really done the dirty on her. Cause she's done some really good work, and she has yep. a good promo, and she's a, a damn good wrestler. You know, you I, could see, I could see, I could see why they gave up on Billy Kay because.
1: You see, wow. I disagree with that. I I disagree with that because there's a few there's a few things throughout that list. But Billy Kay worked herself into having a match on night one of WrestleMania, so she has featured on the biggest show of the year and gets shit-canned three days later or whatever. Like, just no. Like she she was entertaining the whole. I, I think I made a, a passing shot about the fact that at least she was prepared for it because she already had a resume ready. Um, but all of that stuff with, like, the headshot resume stuff, like, yeah, it wasn't the best thing that they've ever done on SmackDown, but it kept her in the loop, like, and people yeah. knew who she was, and, the, like, her not having a place and trying to find that place almost became a gimmick. But they've done they've done the dirty on, on Royce and Kay by splitting them up in the first place because they're too stubborn to admit that they made a mistake with that. And then, rather than putting them back together and keeping a really decent pair on the roster, they've ended up getting rid. And uh, like, it's happened to like people like like Tucker as well. Like, again, not the biggest name on the card, worked quite nicely as a team with Otis. They obviously see something more in Otis and split him away. But again, he, he's not. He, he had the money in the bank briefcase essentially taken off him last year, so they're obviously not as hot on him as they were. Another tag team that has got split up and, and someone's got canned because of it. But Samoa Joe commentated on WrestleMania, put up with the thunderstorm, wore a bloody bin bag on TV for Christ's sake. Like, just. And then bit him off three or four days later. Just, I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody was surprised with, like we said, with Mojo. Nobody was probably particularly surprised with Bo Dallas or Wesley Blake either. But as I can only really echo what you said, Matt. Particularly those four. Mickey Mickey James was a disappointing one for me. Mickey James is my all-time favorite, like women's wrestler. Um, I understood she wasn't going to be there for forever because you know she's she's not part of like the, the current generation that they want to push. But I thought when they brought her back, that they might get one more title reign out of her to essentially put somebody else over as we, we, we mentioned and again
3: just wasted wasted. The, the worst time. thing the worst thing about it is is that you could kind of understand and you know I'm going to get kind of beat, you can understand like people like Tory Wilson and and Stacey Keebler and you know if they were there and hanging around you know their rest their, their in ring skills aren't on like up there her in ring, her in ring skills are, you know, I would put her, I would put her on a par with a, a good few of the of, of the of the female wrestlers, and you know, it just seems really short sighted for a company that, you know, are it's kind of like we're not worried, but we kind of are worried, and you just know that some of these people are within three months are going to be turning up at. You know, we all know. You know, everybody knows who Mickey James's husband is. You know, NWA are going to love having Mickey James there if if she wants to go and work there. She's already worked to Impact. You know, and and if we kind of go on about this. You know, or you kind of see it going on like in other places. AEW are in desperate need of decent female wrestlers. Yeah, and you if you really if you release three or four decent female wrestlers who have ready-made gimmicks, if if they can use them, you know, Chelsea Green has, and, and I think like people kind of go, well, what's she going to do now? She's just sack riders, misses. Mrs. No, so if you've seen the stuff that she did in Impact, where she was like, the, what, oh, Laurel the, Van der the, Ness, wasn't she? The hot, Laurel yeah, Van Ness, the hot mess. The hot mess. The hot like, mess. She was like dressed as a bride for a bit and like all insane stuff like that. She's, she'll be you know these people will be fine and people will take them into into their companies you know and you know if, if you, you they won't be able to use the iconics but they'll be able to use something like that in in impacts in aew in you know ring of Honor or wherever um Wherever they can be found, I just think it's you know yeah get rid of Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas has done nothing for years. Get rid of Mojo because you know his mates not coming any back anytime soon. So he's well, I
1: not- was I was gonna say about that like that must have been quite a, quite a tough one for Vince because like that that's him finally I think saying yeah Gronk's not coming back. Nah.
3: I mean maybe maybe in like two or three years time and after he's won two more, two or three more Super Bowls with old. TV 12, then then he'll come back to, to, to wrestling, but <laughs> not yet.
1: <laughs> but Just very quickly, just because it, it kind of pops into my brain when we were talking about Mickey James, I always, I, and, and I will sing her praises forever and a day because I do think she is and has been and that that good for the company, but very recently, WWE themselves published a list of the top 50 female performers in their company, of uh, allegedly of all time. Um, now, Mickey James, for anybody, should be comfortably top 10, I would argue. Um, they had her at 12. Not too far out, you might say. Ronda Rousey was at 9. Don't get that at all. Um, and amongst the, the top... I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with Trish because... Unfortunately, unfortunately for Mickey James, I guess Trish was that kind of balance of somebody who worked to to, to increase her skill set, but also then had the other side of it at the, that was necessary at the time. But you've got people in the top ten, like like Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, they're good, but can you really class them in an all time list just yet? Sasha Banks, Asuka, again in the top ten. Yeah, all time, just yet. Really, feels a bit
3: soon. It's just that it's this this kind of continual need to distance themselves from like the Attitude Era, Divas kind of thing. And you just think you're burying really kind of talented people who worked, yeah, when they first came onto the screen. You know, everybody is yeah, fully willing to acknowledge what, what Trish Stratus was when she first came onto, onto the screen and what I mean, Tori Wilson was when she came onto the screen and stuff like that, when she first came onto it. But they all worked hard to become better wrestlers and yeah they got you know shoved into the diva moniker. Well that was that was something of the company's creation, not theirs. You know, and I think there's this kind of like it's a dirty word now to be called a diva. I don't wanna get I don't wanna God, align myself with Maria because, Jesus Christ. Um, you know. But I think it's this kind of thing of, oh, who'd want to be a diva? Who'd want to be a this? You know, like, you can only deal with what's in front of you. And yeah, maybe you're not as good an in-ring performer, but promos and the, you know, it's, when you look at it, it, it's a third, the in-ring performance is a third of everything. You know, you've got to be able to do a promo. You've got to be a good talk. You've got to look the right kind of way. To some extent, and 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 the in-ring stuff is is kind of part of it, but yeah, you can only kind of deal with what's what's put in front of you. And I think to shove it into the past is it's it's doing people a disservice who built. You, you can't you can't kind of go you know. No doubt we'll be talking about this in the football podcast. Um, you can't shove history into a corner and say. That didn't happen. No, no, no. We've always respected female wrestlers. We definitely did not make them wrestle in gravy or mud or do bra and panties matches or gra- or dressing or, you know, gown matches or we definitely, definitely, definitely didn't at the Royal Rumble in like 2000 or 1999 have a swimming suit contest where Mae Young kind of was ridiculed in front of everybody. No, no, that definitely didn't happen. No, 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 no. Everything happened when we, you know, we had the Divas Revolution, and then, uh, you know, we had the uh, was it Fatal Four Way with uh, Charlotte and all them kind of things, and we introduced the new women's title belt, and we no nope, nothing happened before that, and I think there's this kind of attitude of there was nothing. No, 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 no. We did. We de- We definitely didn't objectify women. I feel like. I feel
1: like having looked at this list now we could do an entire podcast on it so we maybe need to maybe need to, 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 to pause it for now. My my, my final <laughs> thing with it will be is that um Jazz, everybody remember Jazz? Yeah. Worked incredibly well in the ring. Um, they put her in at number thirty eight. Carmella is four places higher.
3: <sighs>
1: anyway. <laughs> As as I mentioned, um, the next pay per view is WrestleMania Backlash, and it is on the sixteenth of May. So we do have a few weeks between now and then. So um, thank you very much for listening to us this time around. Hope that we've uh, got you up to speed on on WrestleMania. And again, congratulations to Mister Moore for his uh, his ten points and uh, being crowned the new champion. If if he did better than Matt feel free to drop us a comment let him know that he's rubbish at it take, come and take the title because um, clearly none of us could do any better this time
3: right?
1: <laughs> but yeah thanks thanks everyone um, thanks very much and we'll see you next time
0: so there we go what do you think to that a Wrestlemania Roundup podcast congratulations to Matt on the win well done to you sir uh, yeah, there we go. YouTube watchers, subscribe, comment, like, share. Do all of that stuff. It's fun. If you're listening to us and you like uh, you like your audio, then uh, you can still subscribe and you can still like and share wherever you get your podcasts from. So that's it for this one. Until the next pay-per-view, I'll leave this with you. But until then, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Yeah